we mentioned a few days ago, I like to focus just on these words for now. One of the lines that the Havot Levavot mentions about the Yetzirah, he says, Atayashen, you might be sleeping. Vehu er, but he's up. So I'd like to spend a few minutes today on those words. What does it mean that you are sleeping and he is... Again, what does it mean when he says, you might be sleeping, but he's up? Ataya Shen doesn't only mean while you're physically sleeping. Ataya Shen means... A person could be sleeping spiritually. That's also called sleeping. But even while you're sleeping spiritually, one might say, okay, so he has no uh, major issues with you. He's making his job very easy. Because anyway, you're sleeping. You're not growing, you're not learning, you're not getting anywhere. Atayashin. So maybe while you're sleeping, he also sleeps. So says the Hawad Levavad, no. Atayashen, you could be sleeping in your life. You're not really accomplishing much. Vehu er, but he's up. In what sense is he up? So I'd like to explain what this means on a deeper level. In life, no matter who a person is, he gets moments of inspiration and moments of clarity. It's a reality of every person. Exactly when the moments come, it's unpredictable. This is what Shlomo Amelas alludes to when he says that the person doesn't know a person doesn't know his time. Simply means a person doesn't know when he's going to die. Death isn't something that's predictable. People die when they're little. People die when they're young. People die when they're old. Nobody here can guarantee they'll be alive an hour or a minute later. Hashem made that death is unpredictable. There are things in life that are generally predictable. Death is not one of them. Lo yeda adam The person doesn't know his time. Hashem made that on purpose. Why did Hashem make it on purpose? Not for us to be depressed. So that a person should live every day as if it's his last day. That's a beautiful way to live life actually. Most people in the world, their attitude towards life is what you can do tomorrow, why do you need to do today? If I could do it tomorrow, why do now? But lo yeda damit ito, that pasuk is telling you no, the opposite. If you could do it today, why wait till tomorrow? If a person lived life with that mindset, 
He'd be a different person. Whatever you could do now, do it now. Don't wait till tomorrow. And a nice reminder from the Creator is that there may not be tomorrow. So what are you waiting for? Tomorrow could mean a minute from now. Tomorrow could mean tomorrow, day. Tomorrow could mean next week, next month. There's a whole, whole, a lot of versions of tomorrow. What you can accomplish today, do not push till tomorrow. That is the right attitude of life in general. And the way Hashem gives us Hezuk, He gives us strength to, to assist us. He makes sure to remind us that tomorrow may not even be here. So therefore, Lo Hashem tries to help us to accomplish as much as we can every day of our lives. But there is a, perhaps not the simple explanation of the Pasuk, there's another explanation to that Pasuk. That the word Aito means a person never knows his moment. Hashem gives us moments in life. Moments of inspiration. They can happen by a funeral. They can happen by a wedding. They can happen while we're learning. They can happen while we're just sleeping. Go back, about to go to sleep. You get a moment of clarity. They could happen in any situation. You never know when the moment of clarity or a moment of inspiration comes to a person where he realizes for that moment, that moment could last for a second, it could last for an hour, it could last for a day, it could last for a week. You can go to Israel and get a moment of inspiration. It could happen any time. You never know. Lo adam et You never know when your moment of inspiration is going to come to you. Again, a moment of inspiration is a moment of clarity. This world very often is very dark. You can't see. You can't see what's important. You can't see what's going to get you to where you need to get. A moment of inspiration is basically a moment of clarity. It's a moment of light. Hashem gives us these gifts every so often where we have a moment of inspiration. Those moments of inspiration are supposed to be taken advantage of. They're gifts. Hashem gives us a gift every once in a while where He inspires us. Maybe we heard a great uh, a great word, word, great words of Hezuk. We heard a great class. We learned something. We met someone great. Sometimes that could be your inspiration. You never know. You never know when that moment will come. And you never know how many moments you have. Everybody, Hashem gives everybody their moments. And uh, this might be the last moment. That's what Shlomo Amelech is alluding to when he says a person never knows his moment. You never know when it's coming and you never know if there's another one that's going to follow this one. Moments of inspiration are a part of life. A person may be sitting in his living room and all of a sudden he says to himself, you know something? I got to start learning. You know something? I got to start going to shul in the morning. You know something? I have to get 
more in my life. I need to put my life, I feel empty. I feel I'm not accomplishing much. I'm already 50 years old. I, I think I, I'm not, I feel like the time is going and I'm not fulfilled the way I'm supposed to be. These are moments that Hashem sends people as a gift. So here we go. Atayashen, you're sleeping spiritually. But when you're sleeping spiritually, Hashem is going to give you moments that awaken you. Even if a person is sleeping spiritually, Hashem will give him, he's sleeping, but Hashem will give him once in a while a wake up, a little flash of inspiration that wakes him up. The Yetzehara is air. He's up and waiting for your moment of inspiration. Follow? One more time. Ata Yashen, you're sleeping spiritually, you're bankrupt. And by the way, every person relative to his next level of growth is called sleeping. Which means, if you do nothing in your life, so you're sleeping. But if you're doing a little bit, so compared to the next, what well, you should be doing more than that, you're called sleeping also. So everybody is sleeping compared to where they should be climbing. You follow or no? So Ataya Shen doesn't mean the guy is completely bankrupt. That's also sleeping. But everybody's called sleeping for what they could be doing next. And they're not moving. They're stuck in a certain place. The guy's learning every day. He's praying every day. He's doing great. He could also be sleeping. Because there are more things in his life that he has to worry about. Maybe the hinuch of his children he's sleeping on. Now think about that. Okay, he's learning every day. Hazakul Baruch. You're doing great. What about your home? What about your kids? What about your future? Sleeping. He could be sleeping to certain mitzvot. Or sleeping to certain things in his life that he's not doing. Yes, is that clear? So Ataya Shen doesn't mean the guy is completely sleeping spiritually. It also means that. But every one of us is sleeping relative to the next level that we should be growing and thinking about. Sometimes in life we get stuck. doesn't end. Because there's, there's no end to how much a person could reach. So one more time. Atayashen. He's talking to me and you. You're sleeping. So now we know it's including all of us. We're all sleeping. For, for, for the next level that we should be pushing ourselves, we're sleeping. Vehu er, but he's up. Why is he up when we're sleeping? What is he worried about? We're sleeping. We're not interested. We're stuck where we are. Why is he up while we're sleeping? The reason why he has to be up is because the moments of inspiration to get to the next level is a moment away. Hashem will send you a moment of inspiration. You're going to get it. 
when you get that moment of inspiration, it's a, it's a home run for you. When you see clarity at that moment, there's no stopping you. Of course you're going to work on the hinuch of your children. You see it clear. A person could see clear about he needs to learn better or to learn more or to do more mitzvot or to stay away from certain things that he's not so careful with. You get a moment. You're not doing it now. But the moment is a moment away. The Yetzirah is up already planning what he's going to do when you wake up for that moment. Follow? You're sleeping for the next level in your life, whatever it might be. Each person's got their own journey. You're sleeping for that level. But he's up waiting for that moment that's going to elevate you. He is awake, preparing already for that moment. I'll give you a few examples of what his preparation has produced in our lives. I think I, I, think I speak and represent everybody in these examples. You get inspired. You know that you could do better in your home. You could be a better husband. You could be a better wife. You could be a better father. You could raise your children with better hainuch. You know it. You know you could learn more. You know you could watch your mouth better. You know your Shabbat could be better. You know your kashrut could be better. You know your eyes could be better. You know your time can be better spent. You know you can give more charity. You know you can have more people. The examples are endless. And you get that moment of inspiration. You were sleeping, and all of a sudden, boom, a moment of clarity. A moment of clarity is a no-brainer because the only reason why you're not going up is because you're sleeping. When you're sleeping, it's dark. You went dark. When Hashem gives you the gift of clarity, there's, there's no way around it. You're done. Of course you're going to do it. It's like a person who sees that below is 40, 50 feet below. He's not jumping. If it's dark, he can't see. If you can't see, maybe he'll walk and jump over. But if you could see for that moment, you're unstoppable. He's preparing already for your moment. You get inspired. Let's talk about keeping Shabbat. Baruch Hashem. Everybody here is Shomer Shabbat. But even, but you know what? Even our Shabbats could be better. But talk, to, talk about a guy who's not, not Shomer Shabbat. Right? He's Yashen, he's sleeping. For Shabbat he's sleeping. Okay. Or maybe he's sleeping for certain aspects. All of a sudden he gets a moment of inspiration. Shabbat is for Agana keep Shabbat, Shomer Shabbat. It's like the it's the it's the sign of a Jew, Shabbat. Shabbat is not just another mitzvah. It's 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 literally the it's the berit between us and Hashem. It's what makes us a Jew. He gets inspired. That's it. You know what? My Shabbat has to be awesome. Yes, Sarah is up. He's up. He's already, he's preparing for you. Do you understand what you have to give up? 
in order to get the Shabbat? He puts your focus on all the sacrifices that you have to make in order to keep the Shabbat. Your phone, your business, he'll show you your company bankrupt. He'll give you an image that your phone, because you didn't use your phone on Shabbat and didn't answer your email, so you, 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 your company went out of business. That, he's giving you all these images. He's going to show you the sacrifice of not being able to drive. The sacrifice of not being able. You have to sit in darkness sometimes because you can't turn on lights. He's going to show He'll just focus you on all the difficulty, all the sacrifices you have to make for Shabbat. Now, in reality, in reality, in reality, there are always sacrifices in order to upgrade oneself. No sacrifice, no pleasure. There's very few things in life that you can really enjoy without sacrifice. Sacrifice is a necessary part of connecting to others and connecting to greater things. So yes, Shabbat does have an element of sacrifice. But you should know that sacrifice itself is not painful. It may seem like sacrifice is painful, but sacrifice isn't painful. Let me give you an example of how sacrifice is not painful. You have 10 guys on the basketball court, and they're playing on a hot summer day. They're playing one hour, two hours, three hours, six hours. They don't get tired. In six hours, you know how many times they run back and forth? Hundreds, hundreds of times, running back and forth. They sweat a little bit, they have a few drinks, they're back on the court. Unbelievable, stamina. If someone would go on the court and take the ball away from them, after five, not after six hours, after five minutes. If like five minutes, someone comes and says, give me the ball. Continue running back and forth. Right? You know how many times they can run? Ten. Ten times back and forth. They already, they can't. Exhausted. They're physically, literally, physically exhausted. They're not making it up. I can't, I can't go anymore. I don't, I don't understand. You were doing it with the ball for six hours. Without the ball, you can't go for five minutes. How do you explain that? So let me give you a rule in life. Playing basketball requires sacrifice. Running, back and forth, energy, jumping. That's called sacrifice. You have to do something to play ball. So long as your eyes on the ball... The ball represents the game. The ball is the pleasure. The game of basketball is not about running. You may have to run, but it's not about running. It's about the ball. It's about the ball being thrown. It's about the ball being where you're shooting it. It's all about the ball. The ball is the pleasure of the game. The sacrifice is you running back and forth, jumping, doing. That's the sacrifice. So long as you're focused on the ball, you don't even feel the sacrifice. 
You don't even feel that you're running. But you take away the pleasure, you take away the ball, now you're only focused on the sacrifice. When you're focused on the sacrifice, it becomes unbearable. Follow? Again, life has Shabbat. As an ex- I take Shabbat as an example. It's Shabbat, it's Kashrut, it's learning Torah, it's Tzedakah, it's everything that you heard and more. Every one of those things is a pleasure. Anybody who keeps Shabbat Kehil Cheta, you have to learn Elchot Shabbat. You keep Shabbat Kehil Cheta, it's a pleasure. There's nothing like Shabbat. There's nothing in the world like Shabbat. It's a huge pleasure. But it requires sacrifice. Yes, you have to prepare on Friday and Thursday. Certain things you're not supposed to do. And certain things you may want to do at a certain time. And you won't be able to do it. Yes, absolutely. No question. Shabbat requires a sacrifice. Sometimes you'll be at a trade show and your company has to shut on Shabbat. You spent a lot of money. You flew your whole team there. You got to close on Shabbat. But it's a three-day show. It doesn't matter. It's the busiest day. It doesn't matter. It's Shabbat. It's a sacrifice. It does require sacrifice. But if you're focused on Shabbat, if you're focused on the pleasure, you don't feel the sacrifice. Like every Shomer Shabbat. Every Shomer Shabbat Kel does not feel the sacrifice. He is sacrificing, but he doesn't feel it because he's focused on the pleasure of Shabbat. What does the Yisra do when you're inspired to keep Shabbat? Again, Shabbat is an example. It's an example. It could be Kashru too. You're inspired to eat kosher. I got to eat kosher. I'm a Jew. How can I put that in my mouth? What you put in your mouth makes a difference. Besides that, Hashem says don't put it in your mouth. Besides that, it makes a difference. It affects you. It affects your soul. You have a different diet. You get inspired. That's it. Kosher. What does the Yisra do for you? He's air, he's up, he's waiting for the moment. He's not, he's not sleeping. You were sleeping, he's not sleeping. He's already preparing ahead of time what he is going to attack you with. He's not going to tell you in the moment of clarity that Shabbat isn't good. I'm telling you that. He's not going to tell you in the moment of clarity that learning Torah isn't good. He's not going to tell you in the moment of clarity that Kashrut isn't good. You have a moment of clarity. You, he, he can't fight you with that. But he's already preparing something else for you. He makes you focus on the sacrifice. He puts your eyes on the things you can't do on Shabbat. The things that you have to give up without seeing all the pleasure. And it becomes unbearable in your mind. How can I give up? This and that and this and that. I can't. It's, over, it's overwhelming. How can I give up that restaurant? How can I give up that friend? How can I give up this time? I'm home every night. It's a very important time for me. How can I go out to learn? How can I wake up earlier? How can I give more money? When you're giving more money, 
He shows you poverty. He shows you, he shows you your children eating from the, 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 you know, from the, from the community food fund. He shows you the sacrifice. That's one of his air, his up, to make sure that when you're inspired, he counters with a way to get you down and stay sleeping. He makes you focus on the sacrifice, not on the pleasure. And of course, if you sacrifice on the if you focus on the sacrifice, it's overwhelming. You you, you can't do it. Another one, another one of his plans that we've all felt is that when you're inspired to be someone, to upgrade your life, one of his tricks is, I agree with you. Again, in moments of inspiration, he cannot agree with you. But he'll tell you, you have to start now. Start tomorrow. Now you want to talk about it? Your clarity is so clear, you have nothing to worry about. Tomorrow, you'll start making the plans. You'll start next week. This Shabbat already is late. You're supposed to prepare from Shabbat for already from Wednesday. It's already Thursday. There's too many things going on. Wait till next Shabbat. Next, by next Shabbat, you're sleeping again. The inspiration is the last forever. He tells you, you know, you already have plans. You already decided you're going to go here, you're going to go there. That's his. Again, he's waiting for you while you're sleeping to get inspired. So he has the right words for you depending on who you are. We've all had this in our lives. He says, no rush. No rush. You can't. You got to ease into it. Wait till next week. Wait till tomorrow. Another one of his tricks or his preparations is he'll make you feel that you're going to lose all your friends. In your mind, you're inspired to do this. Let's say again, I use Shabbat as an example. You're inspired to keep Shabbat. He gives you an image of all your buddies that are going to give you all kinds of looks. And all kind of guys are going to call you on Shabbat. You don't answer. What happened to you? What happened to you? Are you okay? And he's going to make you look and feel like you lost your entire social network. You're going to be a loner for the rest of your life. No one's going to say hello to you. No one's going to respect you. That's an image that he gives you. Of course, he knows that's important to you. So on one hand, you have something great to accomplish. On the other hand, you're all your friends. It's another, another preparation. And by the way, he's already preparing ahead of time. He makes you so reliant on your friends ahead of time. While you're sleeping, he's making you very reliant on your friends. You're so reliant on your friends that when it comes time to be inspired, he already has you stuck. While you're sleeping, he's up. He's not waiting for you to get up, for him to get up. He's already preparing the ground ahead of time. 
to make sure he makes you so reliant on certain things or certain people that when the inspiration comes, you just can't do it. Another one of his, of his, I don't want to call it tricks, it's not a trick, of his strategy is that he will show you someone who did it and failed. A thousand people kept Shabbat that didn't keep Shabbat and they're doing great. A thousand people started to learn and they're doing great. The rooms are full. Talmidei Achamim are learning. Regular people are learning. There's one guy, 15 years ago, that started learning. He got very into it. And then, he fell flat on his face. Who's the only guy he shows you? You got inspired to learn. He brings up an image of that guy. But one second, there's 10,000 guys that did it and are doing great. He brings you an image of the guy that failed. An amazing thing. Not only smoking is a great example. You have a guy who's smoking. Okay, it's a terrible thing to smoke. Health-wise, it's terrible. You smell, you reek. You have to waste your money and your time smoking. And you see a guy smoking down in the street. It's a hazikes. Okay, okay, we understand him. It doesn't mean to be a hazikes, but he's stuck. One day he wakes up, for whatever reason, he gets inspired. No more smoking. He has clarity. What does he do? He pulls up an image of a 95-year-old guy who smoked his whole life. Now, there's, there's thousands of people that are dead. He brings you the guy. Unbelievable. He is awake. He's already prepared. By the way, he told you about the guy before him. You're sleeping about the inspiration. He's already preparing the ground. One day you pick up a magazine, you read a story about a guy, he's 98 years old, and he's been smoking his whole life, three packs a day. At the time it didn't matter to you that information, you kept it for a story. He's up, he gave you the information, so that when one day you might be inspired, already he has the counterattack. Another one of his strategies, Guys uh, inspired to start learning, to start growing in his life. He says to you, come on. You're going to become Moshe Rabbeinu. You're going to be Rabbi Akiva. What are you doing? How far are you really going to get? Okay, you know, if you're going to become something in your life, you're going to become a Talmud Hacham. You're going to become a huge philanthropist. You're going to become a very important person. I understand you, I get you, I understand you. You're 100% right. There's no question what you saw, the clarity you're seeing is 100% spot on. I agree with you. I also want you to do it. You think I don't want you to do it? But realistically speaking, come on, you're an ama aret, you're an ignorant person, you're 60 years old, you think you're getting somewhere? You think now you're going to change your life? You really think that something's going to happen very big in your life at this point? Come on. Follow?
You know how many people have fell to that strategy? Again, you're inspired. When you're inspired, he doesn't disagree with you. He can't disagree with you. But he's not sleeping. He's already preparing ahead of time. He'll make you believe that because you hit a certain age or you're in a certain level, low level, there's nothing you could become. But let me tell you something. Rabbi Akiva started at 40. Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest man in the history of the world, the most accomplished man in the history of the world, started at 80. 80 he started. I'm not saying he was terrible to his 80, but his accomplishments that we know about, the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu started at 80. That's what you tell the Yetzirah. When he tells you, yeah, come on, you're too old already. Already you're not, how much going to come from here? It's all a strategy of his. Another one of his strategies. I thought, you know, you're good enough. You're good, you're good. He says, you know what? He starts to, co- he starts to teach you that good is measured in comparison to others. Not to good itself. Follow? For example, tells you, listen, you, you, you got to step up in this area. And then he says to you, of course, he says, you're 100% right. But look at you compared to other people. How many people go to shul in the morning? Tell me. How many Jews right now are going to shul for morning in the Shvashaharit? You're one of the great people in our world today. How many people are sitting learning every day? Yeah, you're, 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 you're awesome. How many people are giving charity like you? How many people? Wow. He's telling you, you're doing it already. You're doing great. He convinces you that good is measured in relativity, not in reality. What's good has nothing to do with what other people are doing. What's good is good. And if you're not doing good enough, you're not doing good enough. But he'll convince you that good is measured in comparison. He has, a, he has another trick. This happens by very high level people. By normal people, he's not able to do this. By a certain high-level people, high-level means they're very strong. For example, a young man wakes up one morning and says, you know something? I got to learn. I never learned in my life. I'm going to learn. He tells him, you're 100% right. You're a bum. You don't learn, you need to learn. And you know how important learning is? It's so important, you have to make sure you learn every second. So tonight, tonight, you're going to learn from 5 till 11. Six hours straight. We're going to waste your time. You're going to waste your time talking to your friends. You're going to waste your time. Six hours tonight. And tomorrow morning, you wake up early, you're going to learn another six hours. 
And then you're going to go on others again. He says, he says, you're right. I agree with you. Of course you have to learn. And he puts it all on you. He knows that you can't handle six hours. Going from zero to six hours is not possible. And you burn out. Unfortunately, again, this, this, is, for, this is not for people here. You don't have to worry about this one. Don't worry. But there are high-level people that get very, are very strong and inspired that he could push them beyond their capability at the moment. It sounds like he's right with you. He's trying to burn you out. You need guidance. You got to have someone that tells you, listen, start today, an hour, tomorrow, ten, and ten minutes, add another day. Yeah, you, you need a plan. That's what it means, he's up. Sometimes he tells you, by the way, you tried already a few times. You try. how many times you try? I hear you, I hear you, you're right. You're right, you need to do more in your life. No question. But it's not for you. And he'll bring you the five times in your life that you tried to do something, and it failed. You tried to learn, after a week you fell out. You tried to keep Shabbat, after two Shabbats you fell out. You tried to do this, and what happens? He makes you focus on the failures of your past in order to make sure that you realize you're from the people that can't do it. It's another one of his strategies. Ah, I've been trying already for years. Not going to happen. You know how many times we hear something and we get inspired and automatically it goes straight into the recycle bin? Because like we, we, we did this already. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried it, tried it. Just not for me. I'm from the people that don't do these things. No, I think. That's it. Another one of his strategies is let's say, let's say you're starting to learn or you're starting to grow. He'll put an image in your mind. He'll, he'll agree with you. Again, he can't disagree with you. You got to be a better person. You could be a really great person. Look at you. You're like, yeah, you're. you're very simple guy. You can make much more of your life. Come on. And he puts an image of someone in your circles that's about a thousand times higher than you. He puts in your image of what you should be like. But he is a thousand times ahead of you. And when you look at him, you say, the guy's learning 12 hours a day. He's giving millions of dollars of charity. He has complete self-control. His family is pure. His kids are gorgeous. His behavior, everything is a thousand times higher than you. You look at that and say, by the way, you're never, you can never do that. You understand? Now, it doesn't tell you that that guy also couldn't do that. And didn't start doing that. That guy also started and elevated himself. That was work of days and months and years. But he doesn't show you that part. He just shows you the finished product. And he compares you to him. And right now where you are, you can't get there. There's no way for you to do that. Sometimes he does that with young boys 
who have older brothers. Older brother grew four or five years and he's doing great. And this new young boy is 13. He sees his older brother and he sees what he's doing and he says, forget it. I can never do that. But he doesn't realize that his older brother, when he was his age, he also didn't do that. He makes us look and compare ourselves to much greater people without seeing the steps of getting there. So you compare yourself to what that guy is doing and say, I can never do that. So why should I even start? Impossible. I will end all. I'll give you one more. 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 There's another good one. A guy never kept Shabbat in his life. He's inspired to keep Shabbat. Ready? He goes into Shabbat. He's ready to keep Shabbat. What does he tell him? He tells him, are you ready to commit for the next hundred years? Every, you know, he tells him, you think this is just one week? This is next week, and the next week, and the next week. You know you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. You, you understand that? Now, the guy, the rest of his life, he's not ready to take on Shabbat the rest of his life. That's a very heavy box. He wants to do one Shabbat, but he puts in his mind, what one Shabbat? This is not one Shabbat. Guy comes to learn, tells you, you ready to learn every day? You ready to wake up every day in your life and learn? He takes something that you want to start and he gives you the full package on your back that you're not ready to carry it. You're not ready for that. You just want to start. But he gives you the full package from the get-go. And the full package is too heavy for you. And you drop it right away. Again, these are a few examples there are many, many, many examples that the Yetzirah yes has strategically while, remember, Atayashin, you might be sleeping spiritually to the next level you're sleeping. Vehu Er, he's already up waiting for the moments of clarity that are coming your way. He's preparing the ground for you. To make sure that when that moment of clarity comes, he has a way to talk you out of what you want to do. You have to be, how do you fight that? Number one is you come to this class, you listen to this class, you become aware the best way to fight your enemy is to know his strategy, to know where the voice is coming from, to understand who's talking to you, and what he's trying to get out of you. Because in all these conversations, he always comes off like a friend. He comes off like someone who cares for you. And you have to be able to see the ra, the terrible nature of that voice. If you realize that's an enemy talking to you, you'll have a much better chance at doing what you want to do. The moments of clarity are gifts that Hashem gives you. And if, he, if the enemy is trying to take away those moments, you'll never let him. If it's your friend taking those moments, you'll fall right in the pot, in the hole. So, Make sure you know that anytime you get inspired, he's waiting for you to knock you down. Have a wonderful day.